0: I still can't tell if the reason why this podcast is out so late this week is because my body knows that the season is almost over and knows I needed to get a shitload of sleep this week or if I was so fucking depressed because of the Packers loss (laughs) that I just completely said, fuck it. Probably somewhere in between. We got to get going. You're in the doghouse. Be honest, Hank, it almost could be because uh, we had to come out of the cryogenic freeze, which is the fucking state of Wisconsin, in the middle of fucking January. <laughs> it's too fucking cold, and I don't want to hear from my guy, Paul, all the way up in northern Wisconsin. Fuck you. All right. I understand. It's colder than what it is down in southeast wisconsin but it's fucking cold and i'm just tired of it i'm just tired of it goddamn wind wear fucking long underwear and it still chafes my fucking groin i don't know get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here winter let's get to spring oh christ but it is your boy d-roy and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Roydog underscore13. And still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How is everybody doing this week? I hope you were able to stay warm. Uh nobody died of fucking hypothermia. That would be fucking fantastic. Um but yeah, we are we are moving on to the conference championships. Um, But first, we do have to go through the divisional rounds, and that's what we're doing here. Um, Did get a new update for the spreadsheet out. What I have basically done is post um, notable players, how they performed against each team's defense uh, in the divisional rounds and the champion. uh, uh, My my bad. The wildcard rounds and the divisional rounds, considering every team you know, played both rounds, because, you know, why the fuck can uh, uh, a number one uh, make it to the championships, Um, but any which way, so um, basically put the player stats in there, just kind of look them over, kind of gives you more of a reference guide, yeah, you can go back into the uh, target spreadsheet, and you can look that up yourselves, but kind of Kind of gives you a little bit of information, a little bit more information in front of you. That has to be hand-entered. I would never do that on a regular spreadsheet, but, you know, there's only two games left. We'll do that on the Super Bowl one. I'll add the third line on there on what the players did. And then you can kind of go back because it's basically it's going to show you a lot of times, you know, these teams, when they get into the playoffs, shit changes. A little bit. Um, Sometimes, you know, it costs us in the first round. I typically have not done well in the wild card round um, with information just because, you know, the changing of gears. They slow the game down. Um, So that's kind of what we've seen out of at least two of the four games, uh, almost for a third. But, um, you know, to me, I like having that information in front of me. Um, anything, you know, the more, the better, um, then you don't have to go out and kind of search around for it. But, uh, let's get into these games. Um, we're going to start with the Saturday games, the Cincinnati Bengals, 19 to 16 winners over the number one seed, Tennessee Titans. Uh, it was a very boring game. Uh, nothing really, uh, fantastic out of the game. Joe Burrow, 28 to 37 for 348. Uh, but no touchdowns, had an interception. Um, man, man, they were close. They were fucking close. Um, I thought for sure Jamar Chase was going to break one off um, in that game, but it didn't happen. The touchdown uh, that was scored, that was scored by Joe Mixon, 14-54 on the ground for that touchdown, 3.9 average, so he still isn't hitting that 4.0 average. Um did a little bit in the in the passing game was also caught, you know, 6 to 7 targets for 51 yards. So it was a very good game uh for Mr. Mixon. Very big surprise for me. Um considering the fact of what Tennessee has been able to do against uh running backs in the past. So, hey, Kudo's If you fucking used them. I wasn't going to pay up for them. You didn't really you didn't honestly have to have them in your lineup to win a GBP. Um but it certainly didn't hurt. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? We got Jamar Chase caught five of six targets for 109. He could have had way more. Way more if Cincinnati did not get really kind of conservative in here. Uh, T. Higgins had a nice bounce back. Seven of nine targets he caught for 96 yards. Uh, very good there. Uh, C.J. Uzoma, again. Tennessee had been good against tight end position. Uh, but C.G. Osoma, seven, uh, seven for seventy-one on eight targets, very, very good game. Uh, that one was pretty much a surprise. But we did talk about like this whole thing, you know, slots for slot wide receivers versus tight ends. Um, sometimes they correlate. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a had a good matchup on on the on the board there. Uh, didn't do well, right? So caught two or three targets for only seventeen yards. That is what I'm supposing is why Uzoma had as good of a game as what he did was he got the right coverage uh, in the middle against Molden at times and took advantage of it. So good for CJ. I don't know if I'm going to look at him, though, for next week, especially if you look at that spreadsheet. It is not very, very favorable. Um, Actually, I should pull this one back up. I don't know why I didn't. But we'll let that one go. Da, 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 da. Yeah, what are the Chiefs giving up here? Yeah, four four receptions on five targets for twenty five yards to Fryermuth. Uh four for four for to Zach Gentry for thirty three yards. And then the following week Dawson Knox uh caught two of four targets for nine yards. So they have been pretty decent. Um Against the tight end position, see what I'm saying? You can go back and forth here. Uh, Ryan Tannehill on the other side had just an absolutely god awful fucking game. Uh, 15 to 24, 220 yards, a touchdown, but three interceptions. Not good. Not good. We had Z- uh, Derrick Henry come back um, off IR, uh, finished 20th, 62, for, and a touchdown. No receptions whatsoever. This is what exactly what I was talking about with Derrick Henry. Coming back, at times looked good, um, did get the volume, but just couldn't get it done coming right off the injured reserve list. But uh, Dante Foreman had four carries, 66 yards, had a nice 45-yard run. Uh, it's kind of the Dante Foreman that we were looking at you know, the last few weeks before the playoffs had started, got it done there. So, I mean, running backs can get it done Again, Cincinnati. It's just whether or not you really want to pay for them um, and use them in those matchups. Receiving-wise, A.J. Brown, five receptions, nine targets, 142 yards and a touchdown. That 41-yarder, Woo! oh, that was a pretty. That was a pretty one. Pretty one from A.J. Brown. Had a very good game in the losing effort. Julio Jones <clears throat> at value, uh, if he needed the value there. Six for 62 on seven targets. Came through finally, right? You couldn't do it at all in the regular fucking season. Um, just absolutely horrible. Nobody else did anything. Uh, Anthony Firkser, woof. Nick Westbrook, Brooks Akeen, woof. wolf, Just nothing. Um. <laughs> Huge defensive game, right? So, I mean, you're looking, you know, Tennessee had nine sacks with 13 quarterback hits. Uh, A lot of that had to do, Joe Burrow was just holding on to that ball way too fucking long. Way too long. I remember Aaron Rodgers was always like this, too. He still kind of is at times. His team's where he just holds on because he's trying to get that opening. And then that's that's really where the sacks came from. had nothing to do with the offensive line. So since his offensive line, you know, cut that shit in half, you're looking at, at the most four to five. And the QB hits, you know, six or seven. You know, it's a typical game against a good defense. So Cincinnati's defense on the other side, they got a sack on uh, Ryan Tannehill. They had five quarterback hits. Like I said, they got the three interceptions. No fumbles though in this game, which was uh, which was really odd, really really odd. I did add, I did include the kicker stats for every one, um, as well. If you're not playing, you know, if you're playing the two game slate, of course, you don't need to worry about the kicker. Um, but in showdown, it it will come in handy. Um, if you need any value, if we need any value on that whatsoever. Uh Saturday night game. Great. San Francisco 49ers 13 to 10 winners over the Green Bay Packers. Yay! Yay, you know, I really wanted to fucking go back to this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, it just sucks. You know, when you do when you do as much with this whole fantasy football shit, it <sighs> I don't I don't get emotional. I don't get incredibly pissed off about it anymore. Um just cuz I can't. I have to remain kind of even keel on it. Um it was it was disappointing. I mean, Green Bay had that game, you know. They pretty much had that game sealed. I I'm still I'm still saying, Aaron Jones, you keep fucking running straight and go for that end zone, Uh, and then we wouldn't have had to worry about the block punt for the touchdown, but I mean, I said it with Jimmy G, man. 11-19 for 131, no touchdowns, had the interception, got sacked four times for 25 yards. I'm telling you i'm fucking telling you. there's people singing the praises of fucking jimmy garoppolo saying oh well he's running an efficient offense he's being that field general no he fucking sucks dude he sucks i've been calling this shit correct for like the last two weeks these fucking balls that he is throwing are going off defenders fucking hands bouncing off fucking offense you know the wide receivers tight ends and shit and the defenders are just not able to come up with the fucking interception this motherfucker is living on borrowed time there's no fucking way he had he had an 11.9 QBR rating a 57.1 rating a 57.1 That's not good. It's not good at all. The 57.1, I mean, that's the one where, you know, the max is 156. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But uh, as far as the rushing game goes, you know, Elijah Mitchell did not get it done. He had 17 carries for 53 yards. Um, Did get involved a little bit in the passing game. uh, Caught three or four targets for 18 yards. Uh, but really, it was just a failure for what you had to pay for him. Um, but, I mean, he really was he really was a key to how the 49ers were going to run that offense, right? I mean, try to keep the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. He only attempted 19 passes. That's not a lot for a fucking game. They were trying to run that clock out as much as humanly possible. Keep, you know... Aaron Rodgers and the Packers off the field. and it did not look fucking good early when the Packers scored on that first drive either. So, but, uh, Debo Samuel, 10 carries for 39 yards, knew he was going to be involved, uh, caught three or four targets for 44 yards, um, took a wicked fucking hit, uh, late in that game. He's going to be all right for the next round, so we'll definitely, uh, take a look at him this week, but, uh, yeah, Debo Samuel paying up. I mean, it really it really ended up being three guys on the San Francisco side of the ball that um we knew were gonna be involved, right? You know, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh four for sixty three on six targets. He dropped one. Um and he could have been gone on that. So the George Kittle call was correct. It just didn't happen to work out. Um We'll have to see if he's going to work out at all uh, this upcoming week against uh, the L.A. Rams. But uh, Green Bay on the other side, 20-29, uh, 225, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Almost called that correct, right? It said 240 in the thing. Just just fucking. Should have been. Itch. <laughs> Let's see. Where Aaron Jones went out, he probably what was it about probably another. 30, 40 yards, so it would, you know, 250, 260, and one would have been just about right on there, you know, would have been one touchdown short, of course, but, um, Aaron Jones, uh, ended up 12 for 41 on the ground. Not great, but I mean, through the air, uh, caught nine to 10 targets for 129 yards. Should have been another 30 to 40 yards. Just fucking disappointing, but, A.J. Dillon was the guy who scored the only touchdown for Green Bay. Seven carries for 25 yards and a touchdown before he got hurt and did not make it back into the game. I did not actually see the hit. Um, But to knock a a guy like A.J. Dillon out, that kid's tough. That kid's tough. He took a shot, took a real big shot. Devontae Adams caught 9 of 11 targets for 90 yards. Uh, fell a little bit short of what we wanted. You know, we wanted, we wanted, we wanted to get that hundred yards and that touchdown. Just did to not work out. Uh, of course, the only one of the two key mistakes was Mercedes Lewis um, fumbling the ball, getting recovered by San Francisco. That stopped a drive uh, that was moving along. But just the punt. I mean, the punt block itself. I mean, kudos, kudos to San Francisco on that, but uh, when you really, when you look at that, w- when you look at that game, if you look back, if you if you care to look back, so they set up they set up that punt right way back in their in their own territory, and I was sitting there, I was like, you know, I really hope your max protecting here really hope you're max protecting. Nope. Nope. Um, (laughs) That fucking, I mean, I don't know if that entire right side thought that the big thud that we all heard was the actual punt instead of the block, but that whole right side just shot down the field. And that's why nobody was there to recover that ball for Green Bay. I mean the punter's never gonna get there. In fact, I, I really hope they're not going to continue to use that punter. I don't even I'm not even gonna say his fucking name. I was so disgusted with him this year. But special teams. That was a failure. That was the one thing that everybody was talking about. You know, it could come down to special teams. Uh Green Bay has been especially weak in that in that front came back and bit him in the ass. Came back and bit him in the ass. So, San Francisco moves on. Who are they playing? The LA Rams, as I mentioned before. And the LA Rams, 30 to 27 winners over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Very nice. Matthew Stafford started out hot. He finished 28 of 38 for 366 and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um Was sacked twice in this game. Also had uh, four carries for six yards and had a rushing touchdown. Ooh, Will Stafford getting the job done this past week. Cam Akers is the lead back in L.A. again. L.A. Uh, 24 carries for 48 yards was not good. 2.0 average. Um, Also caught all three of his targets for 20 yards, but had two fumbles. Two fumbles that he lost. That is not cool. That is not cool. See, because Cam Akers would really be the guy who would fill into that Aaron Jones role this upcoming weekend. Um, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sit and think there real hard if I'm gonna try and trust uh, Cam Akers, um, for a two game set. To be honest with you. Definitely a possibility in Showdown, um, but as far as as far as two-game set, I don't know yet. I don't know any of the players that I'm going to use yet. That one's going to come on the next podcast. We're going to talk that one through. Prava, I'm going to do that one on Friday, have the first run on there. It's not going to take me that long to write it. Um, my daughter does have a band concert that she has to do uh, Saturday morning, so... You know, Friday we'll go through. Um, we'll go through everything. Uh, pull some players out. You know, talk, kind of talk, talk the games through a little bit more. Um, but uh, I would expect the write-up out on Saturday, probably midday. It depends. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be writing Friday night, and I might have it done. But um, I'm gonna have to go through it. Um, <clears throat> I oh, here's the important thing. Here's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna get all I'm gonna reserve all my showdown slates in uh, the two game slate. I'm gonna do that on Friday and I'm gonna enter players in and see how I like them in the lineup, you know, players that I really like. I'll go through the showdown slate, you know and see if there's anything. Uh, that it can pick out whatsoever, you know, any type of value or whatnots. But, you know, a team like the L.A. Rams, we know the four target guys that would be involved. Um, and, I mean, it, it kind of goes like this, right? Cooper Cup at the top, who caught uh, 9 of 11 targets for 183 in the touchdown. Are we going to fit him in? Don't know. Are we going to go down to Odell Beckham? Caught six of eight targets for 69 yards. It's a very good game. It's going to be cheaper, of course, than Cooper Cup. Is he the possibility? Don't know yet. Could it be Van Jefferson if we stick to wide receivers? Caught two of three targets for 29 yards. Also had one rush for 15 yards. Now he is questionable right now, but he should play. Is he a possibility? He's going to be cheaper than both Cup and Beckham. Actually has the matchup against Ambry Thomas, the one that we liked so much. We'll have to take a look at that. Could it be tight end Tyler Higby? Caught four of seven targets for 51 yards, was having a very good game until they decided that they wanted to use backup tight end Kendall Blanton to fucking catch the touchdown. Kendall Blanton caught both of his targets, 18 yards, and a touchdown. Fuck you, Kendall Blanton. Fuck you, Sean McVay. This is why we can't have nice things, people, because coaches overthink shit. But it worked out for him, so, I mean, who am I to argue, but... It is what it is. Maybe if you're not throwing to Kendall Blanton, we wouldn't have Tom Brady bringing the Tampa Bay Bucks almost all the way back. Tom Brady. 30 of 54 for 329, a touchdown and an interception. Not a great, not not a terrific game, but, you know, a solid game. Wasn't in our, wasn't looking at him. I uh, did actually originally have Matthew Stafford in there. I don't think I had him written up. I'd have to go through. I'm not going to go through that again. Um, I think, what did I have? I had Burrow. Burrow, I said, maybe Rodgers. But I gave that stat line, and I said it's not kind of not great enough. Um, and then the two quarterbacks, of course, in the, in the last game. Those were the two to have in the long run, but... Uh, yeah, Tom Brady is really a pedestrian game. If you kind of if you look at the three twenty nine, yay! But you know, one TD, one interception that wasn't going to get done um, at his price point. So, uh, but we had Leonard Fournette come back off IR, and uh, he looks pretty much fucking ready to go. That would have been great, right? I did write him up, did say you could use him. I didn't have enough Leonard Fournette. And that was uh, what kind of sunk me a little bit. But 13 carries, 51 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Also caught all nine of his targets for 56 yards. So on fa- on DK, especially with the full point PPR, you, you had to have him. You had to have him to, uh, to sniff a GPP. Um, <laughs> well, there is one guy that you absolutely 100% had to have. Um, But that's neither here nor there. We're not there yet. Uh, Mike Evans, the big winner here, caught eight of 16 targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. Um, Basically, for whatever reason, the LA Rams wanted to roll their safeties away from Mike Evans and leave him one-on-one with Jalen Ramsey, which, you know, Jalen Ramsey's a stud corner, right? Should be able to hold his own. But every once in a while, every once in a while, He'll bite. And he bit it on a fifty-five yard touch, touchdown. It was a pretty touchdown. It was a pretty throw. Pretty catch. Uh very good play. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey just throws his hands up in the air. I'm like, yeah, pretty much what I was fucking thinking, you piece of shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh Rob <Robert> Gronkowski four <laughs> caught four of eleven targets. For 85 yards not very efficient but it was i mean it was a decent day wasn't gonna pay up for rob gronkowski anyways but um definitely at least did not give you a a Firkser like zero on the stat sheets scotty miller i kind of i used scotty miller a little bit on the sunday only because i i just i needed another little value guy uh used scotty miller he kind of came through uh four caught four or six targets for 38 yards Uh, Tyler Johnson, I don't know what they're doing with Tyler Johnson, to be honest with you. It's just kind of a really lost year, which is unfortunate uh, because I really like Tyler Johnson coming out of Minnesota in the 2020 draft. But uh, the big game, right? The Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs 42-36 to winners in overtime. The big talking point was that, you know, Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball in O.T., Look, the rules are the fucking rules. They suck. Let them fucking deal with it. Everybody's going back and forth. We should do this and we should do that. And I'm just like, I'm, maybe you should just shut the fuck up because I'm tired of fucking talking about it. But it does suck. You you would wish, you know, it was a little bit more like college. And um, the fact that both teams actually do get to see the ball. Uh, or both offenses, I should say, you can see the ball in the extra periods, but it is what it is. You know, it, the rules are what they are. You have to deal with the rules as as they are. And <laughs> when there's 13 seconds left after you score your fourth fucking touchdown, um, uh. I'm sorry, your fifth fucking touchdown. Maybe you should think about fucking uh trying to kill the rest of that fucking clock. Do whatever possible. Maybe not let Kelsey catch a fucking wide open ball right in the middle of the fucking field. I don't know. I don't know these things. I'm just a simple caveman. That's I mean, it is what it is, but Josh Allen, twenty seven to thirty seven for three twenty nine, four touchdowns through the air. <laughs> also had 11 rushes for 68 yards. It was just a it was a fucking spectacular game by him. Um I had him I had him in a lot of DFS lineups. I mean it was him and Mahomes for the most part. If I could uh the 4 game set it was basically just those two. I had I had I think one li- one lineup on each site with Stafford. Um but it was primarily Allen and Mahomes worked out I went all in on Devin Singletary. Uh, 10 carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. Also caught four or five targets for 25 yards. Good. Not fantastic, right? Because everything kind of went more into the passing game. Um, so it really kind of killed Devin Singletary. I thought they would run him a little bit more. Um, uh, I don't give a shit. I'm on a in a Twitter thread that I just don't want to be a fucking part of. Um, you know, it just it. The game got away from Singletary's usage, which is unfortunate because he was doing so well for so long, and then they had they basically felt like they had to get away from it. But uh, and that was the thing, you know. Instead of Singletary going four net, um, that was probably the better move um and it's unfortunate sucks 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 i wish i could take it back but it is what it is uh the big winner of course in receiving was gabriel davis this was the guy that you had to have for value uh in any fucking lineup on any site uh if you had him in cash you pretty much probably fucking cashed out just with gabriel davis Caught eight of ten targets for two hundred one yards and four touchdowns. Uh, basically, killed every other th- target within that Buffalo receiving game. Uh, outside of Cole Beasley, who finished uh, who caught six of eight targets for sixty yards. Um, but not, I mean, there was nothing else. Emmanuel Sanders, one for sixteen. Dawson Knox, two for nine. And the big one, Stephon Diggs, three for seven on six targets. Just fucking horrendous if you did not have Gabriel Davis. And that was one of the things that you really kind of hope for is that you're not low in shares of a guy. Now, I could have wrote up just about every fucking guy in the Buffalo wide receiving core, uh, the tight end. You know, wrote up Dawson Knox and said, look, He's got to get the touchdown if he's going to get it done. Uh, I said I did like Stephon Diggs. Um, if you're going to pay down the upside guy, I can't remember if I wrote it down or if I, I said it on the I think it was on the podcast, and I said, if you're going to pay down for a guy, if you want the upside, it's Gabriel Davis. Um, and he, And there it was, proved it. Now, there's a lot of people who are just pumping him up now for next season, and it's like, hold on, slow the fuck down. Slow down. You got guys talking about him as being like a fourth, fifth round fucking pick. Get the fuck out of here. You got to slow down on that shit. It's great for Dynasty if you had him. You know what I mean? It's great, but slow your roll on him. He's a great fucking kid. He's a great fucking player. We like Gabriel Davis. You know, I was low on him with the rookie draft a couple of years in 2020 on it because just of how the Buffalo Bills ran their offense, right? Uh, Thought it was going to be more, you know, uh, run-based using Josh Allen's legs, but then it ended up, you know, kind of flipped and, you know, Josh Allen's still able to use his legs, but... Was a heavy, heavy throwing presence out of him. So, could you read that out of a out of Gabriel their selection of Gabriel Davis, who was what fourth, fifth rounder? No, no. Look, I like the kid. Let's just fucking slow our roll for twenty twenty two. On the other side, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, thirty three of forty four for three seventy eight and three touchdowns. Through the air, also seven of sixty nine had a touchdown on the ground. Ugh, that's seven for sixty nine. I saw. I mean, he was taken off early. He was taken off in that first quarter, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "Please, for the love of God, don't let him out rush fucking Josh Allen." And he outrushed him by a yard. Um, but talked about it on. Specifically for Yahoo, right? Because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes on FanDuel and DK, they were, you know, roughly right there um, at the same price point. But on Yahoo, you know, Josh Allen was $43, Patrick Mahomes was $34. So that whole $9 of savings, that was huge. Huge. And said, you know, Buffalo's defense, yeah, it's great, but. You look at the teams that it was facing; they hadn't faced a team like Kansas City, you know, in terms of offense, in quite some time. So we said this game was going to go off; it did. It was as good as advertised, if not better. Um, I was really happy. I was really happy. I stayed up and watched that game. I needed to go to bed really bad too. I was tired, but man. It was a good game. But to finish off uh, for the rushing, Clyde Edwards-Alaire made his return. Uh, had seven rushes for 60 yards against a you know, not-so-great Buffalo running uh, rush defense. Caught one of two targets for nine yards, so he wasn't involved there. Mecole um, Hartman had two rushes for 31 yards, a 25-yarder that went for a touchdown, which was great. Um, Jarek McKinnon, 10 for 24 on the ground, uh, but, uh, caught five of seven targets for 54 yards. So Jarek McKinnon was more of the guy, um, with the more fast pace offense getting involved. Uh, Clyde Edwards, or glare came down when they kind of wanted to slow it down a bit. So sounds like Darrell Williams is going to be back this week. I don't know if I want to fucking touch it. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I want to <laughs> build the perfect fucking lineup knowing that I need to use value out of the Kansas City backfield and just take three lineups, put it, make them all the same, and just switch out that one running back position. So here's Clyde ubers in this one. Here's Jerick McKinnon in this one. Here's Daryl Williams in this one. And then whichever one hits, that's what I'm going to do. It's a waste of fucking money. So we're going to have to figure this one out. all right i mean i don't know if i can figure that one out if you can if you want to take a shot on it you know no matter if i write one guy up or the other if you have more of a beat on the other guy i don't blame you i do not fucking blame you whatsoever (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna talk you off of it i can only tell you what i see but to finish it off Kansas City. Uh Tyreek Hill. Great fucking day by Tyreek Hill. Uh wrote him up, said he was the guy. Eleven uh caught eleven of thirteen targets for 150 yards and a touchdown. Uh so he got the hundred yard bonus over on DK. Travis Kelsey came through in the end. In the end. Did have a couple shares of him. Uh I think I had it was him and Tyreek Hill. And then I kind of split between Pringle and Hardman, I think. Or no, I had uh I did use Jarek McKinnon at running back. Um because I liked him. It was him and Singletary, and then I was switching it between um what did I do? Jarek McKinnon and uh Leonard Fournette on there. But uh Travis Kelsey, you know, caught eight of nine targets, ninety six yards, and got the late touchdown uh to finish off the game. Uh Finish off the win for the Chiefs But uh, Good game Good game Byron Pringle uh, Caught 5 of 7 targets 29 yards and a touchdown. So he's catching balls But he's not doing much with it It's a 5.8 average That he's getting out of there Uh, McCole Hardman caught his one lone target uh, For 26 yards So he's more of the down the field type guy That's what I'm saying As far as like the upside uh, Between Hardman and Pringle You know, Hardman had the rushing on the ground, got that 25-yarder. Hardman could have taken that 26-yarder, you know, per se, right? So 26 yards down the field, if he's able to get into an open hole or open spot uh, within the secondary, he's fucking gone. He's just gone. It is what it is. So... That's it for that. That is the review of the divisional round. So what do we have? We have Cincinnati at Kansas City. Uh, opening line was Kansas City, six-and-a-half point favorites. 51 was the over-under. Currently, Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. 54-and-a-half is now the over-under there. Uh, San Francisco at L.A. Rams is the late game. L.A. Rams over opened as a four-point favorite. 47 was the over-under. Uh, currently, it is still the Rams at three and a half. Uh, 46 is now the over-under. Um, as far as injuries go here, Cincinnati is only dealing with Stanley Morgan at wide receiver, who is questionable. Uh, Chris Lamons, who was on IR, he's on season-ending IR. Um, oh, my bad, that's Kansas City. Whoops. <clears throat> but I guess if we go to Kansas City, so Chris Lamons, corner. Uh, is on season-ending IR. Uh, Tyron Matthew he is still questionable with a concussion, but he did put in he did log in a full practice today, um, so he should clear concussion protocol. They'll have the independent evaluator come in tomorrow um, and do that. But I would definitely expect him to be clear there. Daryl Williams questionable, but is still expected to play. Um, as far as San Francisco and L.A. Rams, San Francisco, Eli Mitchell is questionable, expected to play. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is questionable. We don't know uh, what his status will be for this week. Uh, offensive tackle, Trent Williams is questionable with an ankle. He was in a walking boot and crutches, uh, but practiced yesterday. Ambry Thomas, the corner, is still questionable, but they uh, is expected to play. Uh, so he was re-plugged in as the matchup against Van Jefferson. Like I said, Van Jefferson is questionable, but, again, expected to play there. Buddy Howell, the fullback, again questionable this week, probably won't fucking play. So you'll see Sony Michelle, Cam Akers. Um, there is talk that Daryl Henderson might be activated this week uh, from IR. Uh, he was, a uh, surprise, non-reactivated from IR last week. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I mean, I'll add him in there um, once I find out, um, but I'm still not. It's going to be Cam Akers. Let's just face complete facts. But uh, Offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth, still questionable with the knee, but is expected to play on there, and so is uh, offensive tackle Joe Notebloom. Uh, questionable with a pectoral strain, but he should be there this upcoming week and that my friends is pretty much all of that uh leading up into the week here uh we can't go over some little news notes and nugs here though um do it late on the pod right just do it late on the pod oh so we did have ben roethlisberger officially retire today um you know I, I'm not sad about it. It just is what it is. But you know, hey, Ben had a long career. Got you know, won two of the three Super Bowls that he was in. He got the job done for Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, there was, I guess, a rumor, uh, a story about that he almost got traded after that second Super Bowl win, um, to the San Francisco Forty ers I'm like, what? What? All right. Whatever. Uh Raiders have put in an uh, interview request for um Josh McDaniels of the pay, uh Patriots offensive coordinator. Interesting. Uh Broncos agreed to terms with uh Packer, former Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Uh he'll be the new head coach there. Uh Bears have hired Colts defensive co- uh former Colts defensive coordinator uh, Matt Eberfluss as their head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. I, I don't. I don't. A lot of these guys, I don't know how they're going to work out as head coaches. Um, I mean, you got to fucking hack it. Hack it. I mean, okay, he was offensive coordinator, but Matt LaFleur was the guy who was calling plays. So, mmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe Hackett can hack it as a a head coach, you know, and uh, have somebody else call the place for him again. So, (laughs) Uh, yes, that was definitely a pun that I intended in there. Oh, let's see what Greg Rosenthal thinks of these games, huh? Championship Sunday game picks. Cincinnati at Kansas City Chiefs, 33-32 to in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Uh, this, that matchup was the uh, Jamar Chase blow-up game, too, by the way, on uh, Week 17. L.A. Rams beat the San Francisco 49ers 24-20. Ooh. Wouldn't mind that. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, it's tough. I mean, you, you're going to look at, the first thing you're going to do, right, is you're going to look at the defenses for that that first game, uh, that second game I should say. Um and decide between the Rams and the 49ers. Both of them, I mean, you can make good points for either one, so Woof woof woof. Stop fucking doing this. Jesus Christ, who gives a fuck? I don't want to play celebrity big brother Thank you. Uh, I thought there was some other shit going on here. I mean, there there is a thing that Antonio Brown's still fucking crazy, but. Here in Duckburg. Oh, uh, so <laughs> Cowboys McCarthy told he will return. Okay, great. That's great. Um, oh, yeah, Dan Quinn is re, is re, is staying in Dallas, and so is uh, the offensive coordinator. Oh, whose name is fucking escaping me right now. So Dallas will have it. So all of its coordinators, uh, all of its staff in, in place again. So expect What? Oh, okay. So expect a little bit more of the same. Hopefully they can, you know, if, you, if you're if you a Dallas Cowboys fan or whatever, hopefully they can uh, build upon uh, the defensive scheme that they had put in there, uh, build it a little bit even more stronger uh, on that back end, which is what they really need. Uh, offensively, I mean, they, they need to re- start, you know, working on that offensive line again um, and build that back. Yeah. Um, Stronger than ever, but uh, <sighs> I mean they they really do have the offensive pieces. They're talking about uh, franchise franchise <laughs> franchise tagging uh, tight end Dalton Schultz, which is kind of interesting. But I mean, I think we can basically say fuck fuck you to Blake Jarwin and just be done with it. But Dalton Schultz, man, he's earning his money. He's earning his money, but. We will be back. Uh, gonna put one out tomorrow. We'll go over we'll go over the games and stuff like that. Um, see what we like in terms of players, in terms of pricing and stuff, and what we think that they can get done. And then I'll get the uh, write ups all done, and uh, we'll be moving on. Really, to Saturday, get the write up out. Maybe a final uh, podcast out for you. Uh, have the games and then go back over the games on Monday, and then I think we're going to do a seasonal review. We're going to have two weeks until the fucking Super Bowl, so we got to fill the fucking time up. I don't mind sitting here fucking doing that because I am going to go through depth charts and have them out the week after the Super Bowl. Peace out.